0: Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the the beyondthemic.com star line by director, co-writer, and co-producer of the new documentary film Foosballers, Joe Heslinger. Joe, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's go beyond the mic. What was your thoughts on bringing foosballers from the 70s to today?
1: Uh, Well, so we had no idea that pro foosball existed. Uh, We were talking about obscure sports and how It seems like, you know, they have cornhole on TV. Uh, There's probably a professional version of any game you can think of. So we Googled professional foosball, and all of a sudden all these pages came up with all these different videos of people playing foosball here in the States and also in Europe. And we were just blown away that not only does this exist, but it's popular. And and then we found out that in the 70s they had a a million-dollar pro tour, and, and it was, you know, a hugely popular sport. Uh, and, and we just thought, man, this would be a great movie. Nobody knows about this. Like we somehow uncovered this American treasure, uh, this hidden sport that nobody really knew about.
0: Talk to me about the team that worked with you on bringing this project to life.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I directed it, uh, wrote, produced and edited. Uh, and then we have my, my co-producer and another writer. His name is Mike Weikstaff. Uh, we met actually uh, our first jobs out in l a. We were both working as assistants for uh, David Zucker, a guy at the airplane. So uh, I met him you know about ten years ago, and our uh, our DP, his name's Logan Kasha and he he shoots a lot of stuff for ESPN. Uh, he does like a lot of the e60s and you know he's a, he's a brilliant cinematographer and, and we saw what he could do with sport and we thought, hey, that would be really cool to do. You know, give this, you know, what sounds like a silly documentary, but give it, you know, the proper, you know, uh, sports documentary feel, make it feel like a 30 for 30, something that, you know, has a lot of, you know, substance to it, not just something silly.
0: You have experience with sports, producing with Fearless, with Tim Ferriss, and Undeniable with Joe Buck. How has that past story producing helped you with Foosballers?
1: Uh, Well, really, it was, uh, yeah, working with Joe Buck uh, on the show, Undeniable. Um, He would interview these super prolific athletes, Wayne Gretzky, uh, A-Rod, Abby Wambach. So I was able to, to... you know, while I was researching and I would, you know, we would come up with their life story and try to figure out what were the, the battles that they had both personally and professionally. And, and it really set that mindset of getting underneath uh, someone's motivation to, you know, win a world championship or conquer, you know, that one thing that's left to conquer in their, in their bucket list of their career. Uh, so I was able to take that and apply it to foosball. Uh, so when you watch the movie, it, it, there's a lot of comedy in it. It's it's a, it's a fun movie, but there's also a you know it's a sports movie. It's a it's a documentary about people who are deeply passionate about their their sport, which just happens to be foosball.
0: Now in the 1970s, there was actually a million dollar foosballer pro
1: tour, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people could win you know ten fifteen thousand dollars in a given weekend. Uh, playing foosball. Uh, you could win sports cars, Corvettes, Porsches, uh, and there were kids in high school who were dropping out of high school to go join the Pro Tour, and, and they would make a living, and they made good money. Uh, and and they did that, you know, throughout the, the 70s.
0: In Foosballers, you highlight a retired cop from Alabama, a backup dancer from Marky Mark, and a Cannabis Cup Award-winning marijuana grower.
1: Yeah. Where did you find these people? They're, well, <laughs> they're all insanely good at foosball and we would just go through the rankings at these different tournaments. And then we would Google people. Uh, so we, as we started to Google everybody, uh, we came up with this list of of people that we thought were interesting and also that were, you know, hopefully going to win. Uh, you know, we've followed six of the best players in the world and we wanted to kind of hedge our bets, hoping that one of them would win. So, um, you know, we did pick the top players, but also ones that, that had, interesting backgrounds and, and, you know, really great personalities too. There's another guy, uh, Robert Mares, who, you know, his entire basement has become a shrine to kiss and foosball. So you walk down there and it's like, you know, Florida ceiling posters and and uh, foosball trophies. And it's, it's like his domain. Uh, so they were all like really fascinating individuals, uh, who just happen to be, you know, good at really good at foosball.
0: You are a writer and part of the team for F is for Family. Now, how has your comedic past helped you make footballers not so serious?
1: Yeah, well, I think, you know, F is for Family, there's a lot of comedy. You know, it's, it's, it also takes place in the 70s, so there was kind of that going for us. But always when, when we were shooting, looking at things that were not just interesting from, you know, an emotional standpoint, but things that were like a little bit off-center, a little bit quirky, uh, that made us laugh. You know, anytime we were filming and we'd be... In the van and the on the way back to the hotel, and we were joking around about what we shot that day. That was the stuff that usually made it into the movie. You know, all those funny moments that weren't scripted. They were just happened naturally in the course of filming. Uh, we knew they were funny, and if they made us laugh, we assumed that you know other people are going to laugh too. Food's
0: Ballers has won so many awards on the film festival circuit. Now, when you first launched the Kickstarter to create this film. Did you really think you had an award winner?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody you' like, I mean, awards are cool, but you don't really make those, make movies to get awards or anything. You just want to make the best movie you can. Right. So we knew that we had a great idea for a documentary. We knew that the people we found were really interesting. We knew that the world was really interesting. Um, but it has been kind of surprising the, the outpouring of, of, People who don't even like foosball uh you know how much they love the movie and and they just got drawn into the world because of the characters and because of the you know some of the comedy but also the drama you know they just got sucked in uh so yeah it's been it's been a fun experience we're talking with joe heslinger
0: director man wearing many hats of the award-winning film foosballers joins us beyond the mic did you have any moments during directing foosballers when you pivoted in a completely different direction from when you first started the project
1: yeah, uh, a bunch. Uh, there were a couple people we initially wanted to to have be prominently featured in the movie. Didn't end up playing at the world championships. So we had uh, Kelsey Cook, who's a, a stand-up comedian. Uh, she was, you know, going to be a part of the the, the ensemble that we followed to the world championships. But you know, she's a touring comedian. That's her day job. Uh, she's a pro football player, uh, but that's not her her you know bread and butter. So you know, we had to adjust. You know she's definitely a, a big part of the movie, and her mom, uh, who who is a, in the Hall of Fame and wrote the World Table Soccer Almanac, she's in the movie too. But trying to figure out, you know, how to include everybody's story into the you know bigger part of the movie, um, that was a challenge for sure.
0: Was there a part of filming when you went, gosh, I got to make sure that that makes it into the final cut?
1: Uh, probably, uh, you know, in the movie uh, Todd LaFredo, who's uh, been been a pro football player for you know, almost 40 years. Um, he's talking about when, when he was a kid, his lady was a foosball table. He would think, you know, that song by the sticks, the lady. Yep. He said, anytime I would hear that song, I would imagine myself up there in the spotlight with a foosball table. <laughs> and it was the funniest, wow. weirdest thing, but it was also the most genuine thing that he could have ever said. And it's just a really funny moment in the movie, but also a very real moment, you get a sense for how, how passionate these people are about foosball, it's not just a game, you know, it's, it's their life, it's, it's what they do, it's what they you know, breathe, they, they live and die for foosball.
0: When I was in college, I was on the fencing team and I went to a competition in Austin, in the final bracket, matched up with the United States Olympic pentathlete. He spent the first half of the match training me, the second half wiping the floor with me did you try to play these guys and was there a point where they said play time's over and then boom, 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 you're done.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, you know, we would absolutely try to learn a little bit from each of these guys. Uh, But you have to understand a pro foosball player is a thousand times better than any tournament player. And a tournament player is a thousand times better than any recreational player, a beginner player, which is what we were. So they would try to teach us, but, they have such control over the table of all the different rods when they're when they're, you know, handling the ball and passing and stuff that they can try to teach you for hours, but in order to even go a tick up in your skill level, you have to put in, you know, dozens more hours on your own to, to practice. It's like if a if an NHL player took anybody off the street and said, All right, I'm gonna teach you how to play hockey. It's like, well they can't even skate. You gotta learn how to skate first, you know, and then you get the stick and then you can learn how to the candle, and then you can learn how to shoot. But all that stuff just takes years and years of, of practice. So as silly as it is, you know, to be a, a pro football player, you have to you have to put in years of, of practice.
0: Which moment did you leave on the cutting room floor and you wish you had back in the film?
1: Yeah, uh, there. you know, like I said, we, we had a, an original cast that we wanted to, to film with and follow. Um, and one of the, the other player that we wanted to have included in that was Tommy Atkinson from Oklahoma. He's a world champion football player. Uh, he was also a, a junior Olympic wrestler. Uh, he won the junior Olympics in wrestling. Um, and he had a really, really fascinating story. Uh, you know, he grew up in Oklahoma and, and kind of got his start uh, hustling people at game rooms. And, and you know, he had a, a a bit of a rough upbringing and, you know, football was kind of a, a big part of that. And it was a really emotional story, a really cool uh, sports story, but because he didn't play in the world championships that year, it, it felt like a weird sidestep for the movie. So, you know, we, we ultimately had to cut that part of it out, but he still, you know, has a big part of the movie too. Time's
0: running out. So it's time for the rocking eight. It is the first thing that comes to your mind. No pressure. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) Favorite place to relax. Couch. Favorite sport you played growing up.
1: I'm going to go with football. Now it is, but (laughs) Otherwise hockey, cry. Last person who made you laugh. Uh Todd Lafredo in the movie. Favorite film that isn't yours. Caddyshack. If you
0: could change one mistake from your life, what would it be? Nothing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Then then is that the, it's like the butterfly effect, right? You change one thing and you know, your whole life might be different. So I don't know, nothing. Last family member you talk to my wife
0: what's the next project you're going to work on
1: man uh the next project is going to be a vacation i think uh <laughs> maybe take a couple of days off That you know we, we worked on this thing you know day and night for a couple years so maybe take a little break and then you know hopefully uh for family will come back for another season um but yeah aside from that i'm not sure
0: where's your favorite place to go on vacation hawaii for sure and how do people watch the film
1: uh, iTunes or Vimeo On Demand. You can go to uh, our website. Uh, we have links to both, uh, and you can rent it or uh, or buy it on both uh, both sites.
0: He likes to relax on the couch, loves Caddyshack, and found the cast of his film via Google. Director, co-writer, and co-producer of the new film Foosballers, Joe Hesslinger, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.